0: The Thread is a resource for parents that encourages them to actively engage in every phase of their child's life. The fabric of the family is made stronger by parents who are intentional about growing with their kids. Better parents build stronger families. Be sure to visit our YouTube page so that you can subscribe to our channel. Don't forget to click the notification bell so that you are notified every time we post a new episode. Enjoy today's episode with our host, Robert Purvey. Welcome to The Thread, everybody. Uh, Robert Purvey, your host. Super excited to be back with you again. Thank you so much for um, subscribing, and clicking the notifications to make sure you get every new episode that we uh, create and that we put out. Uh, thank you for subscribing on all of the podcast platforms. It's an absolute joy and honor to to join you in these moments and on this journey as you become a better parent, as we become better parents, right? And as we build stronger, Families, And so we're so thankful uh, for the platform here at our amazing church, the Concord Church. And we're amazing. Uh, we're happy that we have this platform to to help parents join in on the journey and the phases that their kids will go through. The podcast is for children from 18 weeks all the way to 18 years old. And so we are on this journey with you as they are babies, infants, toddlers, preschool, elementary, middle school and high school all the way until they're out your house. All right. But here it is. As parents, you know this, you know, they may be out your house. But they're never out your pocket. All right. So we, we can't help you get them out your pocket, but we can't help you get them out your house. All right. So uh, super excited once again uh, to, to to be here. And you all know how we do every time that we come. Uh, To you, we have a impact parent moment, uh, a moment that parents shine in the life of their of their kid. And I just want to uh, shout out. Uh, a, a dad today. His name is Herman Backus. Herman Backus uh, Jr. is his name. Been known Herman for a long time. And Herman is an amazing father, uh, raising two amazing boys along with uh, the mother of his boys. And he, they're doing an amazing job. He's a dad that's very intentional about uh, spending time with his boys and making sure his boys are responsible, making sure they are, are gentlemen, that they do well in the classroom. And I have the opportunity to just watch him be a great dad. And so a lot of times we shout out the moms and we leave out the dads. But today, parent impact moment, I want to shout out my boy, Herman Backus Jr., who's been a great father uh, to his boys and raising young, strong black men in today's society. And so Herman, we thank God for you. You're doing an amazing job. Keep doing what you're doing. And I know you're going to be super surprised when you see this, uh, but just shouting you out uh, because you're doing a great job as a father and you're encouraging other fathers to do a great job as well. So that's the impact moment uh, for the day. And today, Herman being the impact parent uh, for this episode, he has a teenager. Like a lot of you, you have teens. And so here on the thread, we talk about everything we give tips for parents who have younger kids, newborns, uh, kids going to elementary school, kids going to middle school and high school. We 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 uh, do the whole landscape of next gen here on the thread. And every episode is to help parents in every phase of their child's life. And today uh, we're going to help the parents and come alongside the parents uh, that are dealing with that age group where. Your child has just lost their ever-loving mind, right? And this episode, uh, we're talking about help. I have a teenager. Help. I have a teenager. We're, we're going to help you, okay? The Lord has allowed me to work with teenagers almost my entire career. I've been doing uh, teen development for over the last 20 years, and so I've been able to, to see this thing matriculate through a couple of generations. Uh, I remember when teenagers were begging for cell phones, and now uh, they— Every teenager you see has a cell phone. I remember when student ministries used to ban cell phones from being at church. Now they're open to them because teens have their Bibles on them. I remember when it was a luxury for teens to get phones and now their parents can't wait for them to have one so they can keep up with them. Right. And so there's so many, so many things. I remember when teens uh, as a teenager, I couldn't tell my mom uh, when I wanted to go to church or if I was going to church. Uh, it, it wasn't a question. No, you, you you were going to go to church. Now we live in a day and age where teens get to to choose whether or not they want to be involved in church or the life of the church. Uh, teens can kind of tell their parents where they want to go and what and what they want to do. And and you run your house the way you want to run it, right? I'm just coming alongside you today to help give you some tips and some tools on how to deal with this season of life. Because I know some some of you that have teenagers, you just giving them what they want because you want to get them out your hair, right? But others, you're, you're asking for help. How do I connect with this teenager? How, how do I connect with this, this growing person in my house who always in my pocket and in my business. How do I deal with this person that's in my house eating up all my food? And this person who thinks that they can actually tell me what they going to do and what they not going to do. Help, help me not become a story on the five o'clock news. <laughs> help, help me uh, not to catch a case or for some of y'all uh, another case. <laughs> but help, help me help me deal with this teenager in my house. I got you. I, I got you. I'm just giving you some practical help, some practical tools on how you can connect with this team. Now, hear me. Understand, parent, that in this phase of life that you're dealing with a teenager, they are... um they are fertile ground and you're literally planting seeds. That's what you're doing. You're planting seeds right now. And how do you water them? You water them with love. You water them with the word of God. You get them involved in things that are going to help build their faith. You get them involved in church. You make sure they're part of an equipment class or Bible study. You make sure they're in the grow group. You make sure they're doing things that are building them spiritually. You make sure that you don't just have them in AAU, that you're not just having them in sports stuff, that you are making sure that they're involved in everything that can help them grow. Uh, as a teenager and I I get it you're trying to make sure they're in stuff to get that scholarship I absolutely 100% get it because I I believe that every parent wants their baby to go to college for free That should be the goal. The goal when they start school should be find you something you're good at academically or athletically and you find your niche. And I mean, you do it and you do it well. So by the time you graduate, you have enough scholarships and grants and all of that to where mommy and daddy don't have to pay for school. I I get it. But along the way, along the journey, it's very important for you to make sure you come alongside your team and you become. The disciple maker in your home, you become the one they lean on for spiritual guidance. You the one you're, you become the one they lean on for prayer and they lean on for for substance. And yes, I know life is hard. I know life is tedious. I know you have a lot going on. But make sure they can lean in and depend on you as the person that pushes them closer to God and the person that pushes them closer to their goals. OK, you want to be the person that pushes them closer to God and pushes them closer to their goals. Parents. That's you, that's you. So I'm, I'm helping you. I know they crazy, and I, and I know they driving you crazy, and I and I know you don't know what to do, and I I'm gonna pray for you as you pray for me, cause mine is seven, yours is seventeen. So so I, I I'm I'm behind, I, I'm I'm catching up. So so I, I'm gonna see how you implement this, so I can implement it, and we are gonna see how it all works together, right? <laughs> all right. And so um before I get into what I have. I have maybe nine things I'm gonna give you. So once again, if you are driving, please don't try to take notes and drive. You can always come back and listen on whatever platform you listen on. You can always watch on YouTube. So don't try to take notes and drive. But if you're sitting in the car, if you're at home over a cup of coffee, walking around the house, however you're listening to the thread today, uh, I I want you to take notes uh, and I'm gonna give you some references. Once again, you know that when it comes to references that the thread, is a resource. It's not the source. The things we get, we make sure that we post them on the website, that we post them on concordallas.org forward slash the thread and make sure that you are are, are getting all the resources. I think on one of the episodes I said backward slash the thread, I meant forward slash, right? Forward slash thread, making sure that everything we do is on that resource page. Okay. And so, um, every, um, author every writer every blogger person that i follow research that i do i want to make sure that i give you that information and so but most of our information comes from the curriculum that we use the orange curriculum that we use here at concord is the parent q parent q is an app you can download parent q is also a website you can follow uh, to make sure that you're getting all of the information that can help you become a better parent because once again we believe that better parents grow stronger families and so today Before I get started, there's an author that I want you to um, go check out. Name is Timothy Smith. He uh, wrote a book called The Seven Cries of Today's Teens. Uh, Hear their hearts and make the connection. This is a great book. Great book. One of the taglines, what would you give to understand the fires that burn in the heart of your son or daughter? What would you give to understand the fires that burn in the heart of your son or daughter? It's a great resource, a great book to get. Make make sure you get it and make sure you get it in your library. You go on Amazon and get it. I'll make sure I put the link um, on the resource page for you to get it. Okay. Um, in his book, on page 69, the chapter is a cry for love. And I like something that he does here. he talks about how we usually hear 1 Corinthians, the love chapter, um, and we read it at weddings, um, but the truths found here are guidance for love and how you can love your teen. And he paraphrases here on the 1 Corinthians 13, he paraphrases it here on this chapter, to cry for love. And I wanna read it before I give you what I'm gonna give you. I, I wanna read this, I believe it's pretty dope. Once again, make sure, make sure you get this book, okay? This is a love for your teenager. Um, and you know how first Corinthians 13 goes. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. It's not proud. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking, not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs, does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Let always protects. It always trusts. Love always hopes. Love always perseveres. Love never fails. If you've never read first Corinthians 13, that's what it says. It says that that's all of the attributes of love. But what Timothy does here, Timothy breaks it down. He talks about how these attributes can be love for your teenager. And so I'm going to give these to you and I want you to really hear them and write them down. So I'm going to make sure my speech is slow so you can grab it. All right. And then if you don't grab it, if you're if you're busy, if you're doing something, you can always go back to the episode and make sure you get these things. OK. But uh, but Tim, Timothy says, says love is patient for you. This is for your teenager. Love is patient. Even when they roll their eyes back to the top of their heads. Love is kind, especially when you feel like being mean. (laughs) Love does not envy their energy. Because to have a lot of energy. Love does not boast about the good old days. Love is not proud about all of your adult accomplishments. Love is not rude, even when it is 1 a.m. and the stereo is blasting. Love is not self-seeking. Even though they act like life is all about them, love is not easily angered. Save it for the really big issues. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Forgiveness is like a mental eraser. Like the way he puts that forgiveness is like a mental eraser. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Integrity and authenticity are pursued, not perfection. Love it. Love always protects even when they try to pull away from our care, love always protects, love always trusts. We believe them until we have proof that we shouldn't. You, you hear that? We believe them until we have proof that we shouldn't. But even if they prove not to, uh, if they've to break your trust, love always hopes or we expect the best from our teens. We expect the best. Love always perseveres. We keep trying and love never fails. The impact in living is loving. So once again, that, that I, I love that love for your teenager. He gives the attributes of love in the perspective of a teen. That's Timothy Smith, the Seven Cries of Today's Teens. Make sure you go get that book. I'll make sure I I'll drop it on our resource page. But it's very dope, and it leads us into what we're going to talk about today on um, help. I have a teenager, and I've been working with teens for a long time. And and there's something something that, that I put to make sure that that, that you grab that you, that you can listen to, that you can write down and that you can use, and uh, how you connect with your team. And I promise these nine things will help you. I, I, I promise they will. Okay. And so, um, number one, I need you to listen one. Listen, if you have a teenager, I, I, I need you to listen. Uh, if you are curious about what's going on in your teen's life, asking direct questions, might not be as effective as simply sitting back and listening. If you are curious about what's going on in your teen's life, asking direct questions might not be as effective as just sitting back and listening to them. That teens are more likely to be open with their parents when they don't feel pressured to share information. Like they're, they're more likely to be open when they don't feel like they're pressured to share information because, um, you're likely to hear more if you just stay open and interested and don't try to pry information from them. Now, I, I, I get it because cause some of y'all like big mama. I, I, I get it. and Some of y'all like you mine. I brought you into this world and I'll take you out. And if I have to shake you, if I to get what I need out of you, if I got to shake you like you are a a jar of coins to make sure every coin gets out, I'll I'll do it. But here's here's what you realize. What happens when you shake a jar full of coins and all the coins come out? They're splattered everywhere and you have an empty jar. You don't want to do that to your teenager. You don't want to shake them to the point to where you empty out all of their emotions. They're splattered everywhere. You don't know what to do with it. And now you have an empty team and, and you don't know how to refill them. So what you want to do is you want to sit back and you want to observe. You want, you, you want, you want to listen. I promise you, if you listen, they will tell you everything you need to hear. And and as you listen, as you listen, it's number one. Number two, as you listen, validate their feelings, validate their feelings. It's, it's often the tendency of the parent to try to solve the problem of their teen or downplay their disappointments. No validate their feelings. A saying something like um, they weren't right for you anyway (laughs) after uh, a relationship disappointment can feel dismissive. Instead show them that you understand and you empathize reflecting on how it may sound difficult for them to deal with or validate their feelings by letting them know you've been there. Like every parent has been a teenager. So when you have a teenager, You become a great parent by remembering what it was like when you were a teen. Every parent has been a teenager and how you become a good parent to that teenager is remembering what it was like when you were 18. You remember your first heartbreak and the worst thing your mama did when she saw you crying over them is so you wipe your face. I mean, I, mean I, I, I love my mama. I do. I, I love my daddy. I do. But one of the worst things they ever did was when that girl broke my heart. And I, was, I mean, I mean, she she really like like really broke my heart. Like like she, like, told me up. I, I mean, I'm a senior in high school. I just knew we was gonna make it. We was gonna be together. We was gonna get married. We was gonna have a lot of kids. We was gonna go to college, and we was gonna become great together. And my mom and daddy told me to go to bed. Like, 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 shut me down. I mean, I went to my parents' room and I went to the side of the bed and I told them, y'all, she is the one for me. We're going to be together. We got this whole plan. And they sat there, looked at me in my face and told me, go to bed. Now, I'm not saying my mom and daddy should have just sent me down the aisle with this girl. because That would have been the worst thing ever. I, I, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is they could have done a better job of validating my, my, my feelings and what I was really feeling in that moment and not dismiss me to my bedroom because I was about to get married at 17. <laughs> right. But what I'm saying is just validate their feelings like like listen and validate them. N- know that you hear them. Let, let them know that you hear them. You hear what they're saying. You know what they're feeling and maybe take them back to a time when you were a teen and how you felt that way and how it turned out for you. And how just because it turned out for you, you're not saying that it's going to turn out the same way for them, but you're going to walk through it with them. All right. So listen, validate their feelings. And then number three, show trust. Show trust. Your team wants to be taken seriously, even if they don't act like it. Your team wants to be taken seriously, even if they don't act like it, especially they want to be taken seriously by their parents. They want if, if nobody else takes them serious, they want to be taken serious by their by, by their parents. So look for ways to show that you trust your team. Look, look, look for ways. And even after they break it, come up with ways to so how they can regain it. The worst thing you could ever do is when a team does something stupid, which they will continue to do is write them off. The worst thing you could do is write them off and not come up with a way to regain their trust. So look for ways to show that, that, that you trust them and ask them for small favors so that you rely on them And, and and having them to help you do certain things. And letting letting them know you have faith and how they will uh, they will handle the tasks you've given them that, w- that will boost their confidence. So you got to show trust. They already live in a world that has trust issues. They don't need to live in a household where they have parents who don't trust them. Here it is here. Here's how you help regain the trust of your team. You acknowledge what happened. You acknowledge that it was wrong and you give a pathway on how they can regain your trust. You know why you come up with those ways? Because God does the same thing for you. Parent, you got to realize like as a parent, you're not perfect. And, And God, your heavenly father, parents you well. And when you break his heart, when you break his trust, he doesn't throw you away. He doesn't cast you to the side. He brings you back and he loves you back to health and guides you back to where you need to be. You have to do the same thing for your earthly child that your heavenly father does for you. All right. So, so listen, validate their feelings, show trust. And number four, don't be a dictator. Lord have mercy. I, I wish, I wish I could scream this to, to, to the heels, like stop. Do not be a dictator. Um, you still get to set the rules of your house. You do like that. That's your, yes. You pay the bills, you pay the mortgage, you pay the car note, you provide a roof over their head, the car they drive. You gave it to them. The money they have, you work for it. We, we get it. We get it. And they get it too. You don't have to drill that in their head and, 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 sh- and throw it in their face every day. They know if it had not been for you it, it, they would not have a roof over their head, even if they don't act like it, they know it. But here, I want to go deeper. Okay. I want to, I want to help you. And this is free. You ain't got to pay me for this. You got you ain't got to cash at me for this one. Uh, may, may, maybe something else down the line. I mean, I'm going to help you with this. Okay. Um, Rules without relationship leads to rebellion. Rules without relationship leads to rebellion. So many parents lay down rules for their teens, but they don't build a relationship with their teen, and that's why their teen rebels. Rules without relationship leads to rebellion. So if you're going to have rules, make sure you're in, if you're going to be intentional about your rules, make sure you're also intentional about building a relationship. They both go hand in hand. And like I told you before, you're a seed planter and you water that seed with relationship. And what happens in relationships? Sometimes things are good. Sometimes things are bad. Sometimes things are up. Sometimes things are down. But here's what it is. Your teen can't see you recovering from other relationships and never recover with the one you have with them. I just said something. If you are driving, don't slam on your brakes, if you're drinking coffee, don't choke on it. OK, I just said something. If your team can see you rebuilding and recovering in other relationships, let them see you doing the same thing in the relationship you have with them. Because because they're of the age now. Hear me, parent. I'm gonna go left and come back right. OK, parents, you got to know your teenager knows when you're lying your teenager knows the type of life you live. Like, like they, they, they see you, 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 you do know that, right? Like they see you and they hear you so they, they they can see if you're doing one thing. If you're saying one thing and doing another, they can literally see you breaking promises. If you say you're going to do something and you don't, they, they, they see that and they internalize it and, and they see it as you not wanting to be in a relationship with them. If you if you and your husband, if you and your significant other, you and your boy, you bae, wherever you are in life as a parent, if you were in a relationship with anybody and, and, and they proved they, they were proven not to be trusted, you would break up with them. You would leave them. Some of y'all. And that—that's another podcast. That's another story. For those of y'all who stay with people who you know you can't trust, that ain't my business. This about this about helping you become a better parent. This ain't this about getting in your personal relationship. I, I'm just saying it happens. And so when your teen sees you functioning in other relationships, and that is not reciprocated, or it's different for them, they feel this. They feel away. So 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 you can't be a dictator. The day the gone are the days of of do as I say, not as I do. No, if you're going to be a parent that's leading your household in the ways of Christ, it has to be watch me and follow me as I follow Christ. It, it has to be that way. It has to be that way. So one, listen, validate their feelings. Two, show trust, and don't be a dictator. Don't be a dictator. Don't be a dictator because rules without relationship leads to rebellion. All right. So check it out. Those are nine. What I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to let that rest. I'm, I'm going to let all that soak in. And what we're going to do, we're going to do part two of this. We're going to do part two of help. I have a teenager because I, I really want you to get all of this because because you, you struggling over there and, and we want to help in this struggle. OK, we want to help. we want to help you make it. So um, on the thread, you got to understand, you know, that we're building better parents so we can build stronger families and. Every parent has the opportunity to help their child make each phase of their child's life count. Okay. And you're not in this by yourself. We got you. Everything we do on the thread, it can be found as a resource for you. If you go to ConcordDallas.org forward slash the thread, and there will be resources there of things that I talk about on the podcast and even some things that I don't, there there also be a uh, it'll be a landing spot for you to go and get resources. But understand that you're not by yourself, like, like the vision, of our house of worship, serve, grow, and give. All of that has come alongside you as a person, and especially in next gen as a parent, to help you become better so your family can become stronger. So it's the thread. Encourage your co workers, your cousins. Uh, your best friend, your boo thing, your husband, your wife, encourage everybody you know that has a kid or is involved in a kid's life to, to sub- subscribe, press the notification button, uh, do everything you need to do to make sure the thread gets in your ear and gets in your life because we're walking alongside you uh, as you journey through this phase of parenting. So uh, from my heart to your ears, it's your boy Pervy. I love you so much. And from this time to the next time, keep being great. God loves you. I love you too. Peace. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and resources, visit concorddallasorg forward slash the thread. Be sure to visit our YouTube page so that you can subscribe to our channel. Don't forget to click the notification bell so that you are notified every time we post a new episode.